History will record with the greatest astonishment that those who had the most to lose did the least to prevent its happening. Well, I think it's time we ask ourselves if we still know the freedoms that were intended for us by the founding fathers. Welcome to the Andrea Kay Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and 102 pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea Kay. We made it. <laughs> Welcome to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. It is Friday. It is Friday, and I'm super excited to be here with you guys. Friday means Bob Walters, and he's going to be here tonight with his education segment. It's just crazier and crazier and crazier out there, but there's good news happening in our colleges and universities and education system. So we're going to bring you that. We've got It's Out, the Arizona audit, and it's the dueling narratives and dueling results. We're going to bring you uh, some of that uh, tonight as well as uh, more breaking news with uh, crimes committed by Afghan refugees at military installations. We've got updated news on the Border Patrol situation and more. We'd love to hear from you, 888-344-1170, if there's anything you want to weigh in on any of those topics or more. Uh, Do you have a hero of the week or stink of the week? Anything that you want to share with us on that note, 888-344-1170. We are streaming live right now on the Answer San Diego Facebook page. Keep the comments rolling there, and you can follow me on all the socials at Andrea K. My buddy, producer DJ Carrots, uh, not Carrot Sticks, I saw him earlier, Potato Skins. Has it been a long week? (laughs) It's been a long week. Well, I was chatting with Sticks earlier before he left. Skins is out on vacation. He'll be back Monday, but y'all recognize that other voice. It's DJ Jalapeno. Hello, Andrea. What? No special sound effects for us tonight? No, 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 no sound effects tonight. I wanted to mix it up a little bit. Well, it's been a long week for you too, yeah. hasn't it? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's a long day. And you know what? They're still here after I leave at seven o'clock. Okay, so um, Arizona, the results we were waiting for. And uh, the report actually got leaked out last night. And immediately, even before the results today, even before the hearing today, and as we're seeing tonight on the mainstream media, that the fraud it, as CNN is calling it, finds that Biden won by an even bigger margin. That's really confusing to me. It's confusing to me because as Trump stated in his result today, um, here's, here's just some numbers. 23,344 mail-in ballots, despite the person no longer living at that address. The official canvas does not even match who voted. It was off by 11,592. That's more than the presidential election margin. Voters who, uh, voters who voted in multiple counties totaled 10,342. And those, as were described today in the hearing, were the same first name, same middle name, same last name, same date of birth. They were identical. 2,382 ballots came from people who no longer lived in Maricopa County. He says in his statement today there were also 2,592 more duplicate ballots than original ballots. Actually, the total of duplicates was 17,322. The margin of victory was supposedly only 10,457. So when when CNN and others are saying that Biden ended up winning by a bigger margin, what did they do? Did they Did they just keep these... These duplicates in, included the, ba- the the votes from people that no longer lived in Maricopa County. Their votes, I guess, are going to continue to be counted in Maricopa County. The, the uh, 23,344 mail-in ballots that were counted from people that didn't even live at that address. 
I, you know, I, I can't, I can't sit and watch an hours long. I wasn't the, uh, hearing today. I, I can't, I can't, uh, nor could any of you out there participate in this audit. But if this, if these numbers are to be believed, and this is what he presented today in the hearing, how in the world did did it get confirmed that Biden won Maricopa County? And by the way, why was this audit done just in Maricopa County? We need to have this kind of this kind of audit. And and by the way, I'm still not sure whether what was done with Dominion. Did we ever get the routers? Did they ever get the passwords? Because Dominion locked out people from being able to review the Dominion machine. So this isn't even a complete audit. But let's say, for example, let's say that what CNN and what others are saying is true, that Biden ended up winning. Let's say he did. We're still supposed to ignore this level of fraud. I am so sick and tired of hearing so-called conservatives in media, like I saw on Newsmax today, Carl Higby, bending over backwards, refusing to acknowledge that there was any fraud that happened here. Yeah, I'm calling out Newsmax and Carl Higby because we need as conservatives to be calling out those that pretend to be conservative in in the media that are propping up these false narratives. Nothing matters in this country until our elections matter. And I don't want to hear from one more conservative, well, the outcome wasn't changed. How can you tell me the outcome was not affected when the margin of error was covered more than four or five times over with fraud? And why is that acceptable to you? It shouldn't be acceptable because at some point, even if you believe that Biden still won, even if you believe, and I don't know how you can believe that Biden legitimately won Maricopa County. That he that suddenly in the recount, his 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 they found more votes that actually overtook all these other fraudulent votes. Uh, that 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 math doesn't add up for me. But even if you believe it, why are you okay with fraud? I am so sick and tired of Republicans putting forth the notion that it doesn't it, it hasn't changed the outcome of an election. So turnout, turnout, turnout. Because even if that's true, they've got the blueprint. For affecting the outcome in every area, and this is just one. This is just one county. Like I said, Texas has launched an audit in four counties down there. Again, I don't know why we're just doing four four counties. What we need to do is we need to have never Republican Party needed to have never supported absentee ballots, mail in ballots, early voting, extended voting, machines, electronic devices that can be hacked all over the place. I don't I, I don't trust these results. I don't trust I, I don't I don't care who's saying it today. I don't care if it's the Republican Party of Arizona today telling me that Biden legitimately won. When they at a hearing today and everybody has acknowledged this level of fraud going on, no, I, I don't trust the outcome of the elections. But that puts me in the crosshairs of judges across this country because we got people held in prison right now being denied bail because they don't trust the outcome of the election in November. And that's ultimately what every bit of this is about. That's why they're subpoenaing records and, tra- and, and plan to drag anybody that had conversation, anybody was in Trump's orbit on the day of January 6th. Trump's wanting to use executive privilege, as every president has, has done at certain points in their presidency, and, and he's being called, he's being accused of treason. We know the real treason is happening in the Biden administration with, with the Biden administration intentionally surrendering a 20-year war, handing it over to terrorists who have, who have just come out and said yesterday, yeah, we're going to go back to that deal. The, the new and improved Taliban has come out and publicly said that they're going to reinstitute 
uh, public executions and amputations. They're killing American citizens over there. The Biden administration knew that was going to happen. They intentionally created this chaos so that they could bring just like it's the same. It's the same play that they're doing with the southern border. They created that that over there so that they could they could bring all these refugees here. Set them up as as uh, new voters for the Democrat Party. Here's another story a, a day or two ago. Um, we're going to get into the Border Patrol situation in a minute. But while while they're continuing to, to push forth lies that the Border Patrol and Biden came out today and, and literally said that they that the Border Patrol had strapped. Migrants coming across the border, illegal, illegal immigrants use the word strapped. Which is which is which is basically to say that they they took not just whips, but even like belts took straps. That's a lie, a flat-out lie. All the sympathy is going towards migrants for something that didn't even happen to them. Where's the sympathy for children that have been assaulted and molested by Afghan refugees? Where's the sympathy tonight? Where's the mainstream media tonight? I'm sick and tired of hearing, hearing false accusations against the Border Patrol, uh, where, where now we've got another law enforcement agency We've got in, individuals in the law, this law enforcement agency be considered guilty until proven innocent. This is the George Floyd situation all over again. Trayvon Martin, the Boston Police Department, and because ultimately it's about making America and white America guilty. That's that's the play. That's what's going on here. Where's this? Where's the meanwhile? We where's the sympathy for a female U.S. service member who was assaulted by multiple male Afghan refugees at Fort Bliss? No, I'm not even seeing it anywhere here. I, the details here are, are are sketchy. I don't really know um, who she is. I don't really know details of the assault on her. Um, it happened on September 19th by a, quote, small group of male evacuees at the Doña Ana complex in New Mexico. So she was assaulted by a gang of them. That, should, that The Biden administration, on top of them ter- abandoning... Getting uh, 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 abandoning a war, surrendering to terrorists, putting uh, putting our military in, in in the crosshairs. Thirteen U.S. military being killed unnecessarily over there. Now we've got U.S. military and American citizens being terrorized by people that they brought here that they didn't bother to vet. In addition to these assaults on children, they've imported child brides into this country. They've impo- they've imported an ideology. The, uh, they've, they've, they've imported either the ideology of those that want to cut our heads off or the ideology of those that think it's okay to marry nine-year-olds and rape them. That's what, that's what we brought into this country. And, they, and, and, uh, and they're unabashedly, these refugees, attacking Americans. Meanwhile, all the sympathies is supposedly towards these, these Haitian illegals that never even got touched by any of the border patrol. But it doesn't matter what the truth is. It doesn't even matter to the Democrat Party that the photographer who took that picture that went viral said he they never whipped anybody. It's a flat out lie. And not only are they perpetrating that lie, but now they're te- they're telling they're declaring that these border patrol agents are going to suffer consequences. And the border patrol agents there's there's a few that spoke today on anonymity as well as the former president of the border patrol came out and said what consequences? 
You're going to punish these Border Patrol agents for doing their job that they were assigned to do? And why would any of the rest of the Border Patrol go out there and do their job? But see, that's the plan, right? They're going to punish these Border Patrol agents who did nothing wrong on horseback in the same way that they're punishing these American citizens who did nothing wrong or did nothing worse than trespassing because this is about political persecution, all under the guise of destroying America and rebuilding it according to their Marxist agenda. We're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to shift gears. We're going to get into some schools. We've got Bob Walters who's going to be here. So stay tuned. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter and Instagram at Andrea K Show, spelled K-A-Y-E. And connect with her on OurFreeNation.org. A.K., Dynamite and Address, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, she's on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. It is Friday, and calling in tonight and uh, keeping his Friday night appointment with me where he talks all things education all the way from the fun of Las Vegas is my buddy Bob Walters. Hello, my dear. Hello. Good to be here. Well, I'm glad you're here with us, even though you're, uh, you're off having some fun this weekend. <laughs> That's true. All right. So um, I won't keep you then. I want you to get back to you having your fun. So what you got for us this week? Well, I've got a lot of good news. I was good. surprised how much. Hopefully we can get through it all and not have much time for the bad news. Anyway, let me start. The Catholic schools tested better in math and reading than those who attended public schools. The Department of Education says fourth graders scored 219 out of 500 in reading. Catholic schools uh, scored 235. Okay. In math, Catholic schools scored 246 versus 240 for the public. And then in eighth graders, it was 281 to 293. Public schools cost $13,834 per student as an average in the country versus $5,887 per student for the Catholic schools. There's a message there. Well, that's interesting because you would think a Catholic private school would cost so much more per student. But it just goes to show how much more money we've continued to throw at our education system and get little to. to, Well, actually, the only thing we're the only thing taxpayers are getting out of it at this point is churning out little little communist socialist, you know, soldiers for the state. I'm afraid so. Then we got a mother who went viral slamming school boards, quote, communist curriculum and to stop indoctrinating our children. This is Tatiana Abraham in Carmel, New York. She specifically issues with teachers who promote anti-police messaging and other social abuses. She went on to say that they are abusing our children by demoralizing them, by teaching them communist values mm-hmm. and race hatred. She ended her comments by saying, quote, this is still America, unquote. Good Good presentation. Well, good for her. Cool. We need more of that. Oh, yeah. Really, we do. Uh, and more and more of what I'm seeing. Mm-hmm. School board in Rockland County, New York, forces the resignation of Superintendent Martin Cox, who was pushing for critical race theory-based curriculum. The parents ganged up, played a big role in this move, and he has been resigned. So... Progress is being made, even though there's a lot of battles still left to win. Well, yeah, when you get a – that was the president of the school board? Yeah. When you get a president of a school board either fired or forced to resign, that's a major win. It is. It shows the intent of what's going on. And hopefully we can begin to get other parents to rise up against what's what's happening. Mm -hmm. Okay, a teacher at an elementary school in South Carolina wanted to help little boys with no dad at home. So he started, quote, gentleman's club with these little guys dressed up to learn to shake hands, make eye contact, 
and to be polite with others in their environment. He even had extra jackets and ties for the boys who couldn't afford them. Of the 10 boys in his first group, nine were black and one was white. Mm-hmm. He's black. Okay. Kara Bell, a mom in Texas, excuse me. The, the good thing about it's a great effort, and I hope it spreads elsewhere because in, in, in truth, one of the things that hurts the blacks the most is they don't have dads at home. Right. So this, this guy is addressing it by making them, in effect, be in a gentleman's club and help get them manly uh, environment to grow up the proper way. Well, that's yeah, good. because that's that's wonderful. That's that's not just somebody that's showing an interest. You know, children are, are desperate to, to have um, male and, you know, mother and father figures show an interest in them, show love to them. Um, teach them and be a mentor so um, that's good for their little psyches for their self-esteem that they're getting that attention and that love because that's a show of love uh, that somebody would do this but then you add on to it the fact that what he's teaching them is how to be gentlemen I mean that's what that's what a parent is supposed to do right they're supposed to raise raise somebody up to be a good um, a good citizen, right? A good parent, a good father, yeah. a good a good coworker, a good employee, a good a good sibling, and manners and um and I love the coat and tie because we've become such a society that people tend to act according to how they're dressed, right? And if you and if you're dressed, you know, sloppy and crappy, that's you know how you're going to behave. I just love everything about this story. Hat yeah, to sad him. but true. Yeah. Carabelle, a mom in Texas, spoke to the Lake Travis Independent School District and read a passage from a book she found in the middle school library, which had a passage on having anal sex. After one minute, the bell started to indicate her time was up, but she continued, I do not want my children to learn about anal sex, which not even I have ever done. I want you to start focusing on education, not public health, and the social issues. Then... Her mic was cut off, but she continued her speech. And the next day, the district, while they didn't acknowledge what she had said, they did remove the book from the library. <laughs> wow. Uh, I mean, the, there. this is I, – I think we talked about it last week when you were on. We What we have going on in our classrooms is would be, would be criminal if it was happening anywhere outside a classroom. Right. If oh, if, yeah. if you if you had if you found out that your kid was over at somebody's house and the parent was reading this crap and promoting that to the kids, the parent would be arrested. Right. Um, yeah. it, it, they would that for, um, uh, you know, um, child por- possession of child pornography alone, let alone that the act of that would be considered pedophilia and grooming of a child. You couldn't do that. And that, that it's happening in our schools just goes to show how demented the left is and what they're trying to do to our children. It is. It's really sad. But we've got good news here, too. A school in Iowa allows students now to receive physical education credit by helping doing yard work for senior citizens and other people with disabilities. That's really a, a great a great act so far as teaching them how to be responsible and to be helpful in the community. Well, first of all, if you've ever had to do, do yard work, especially in the south in the middle of the summer, it's a tough, yeah. it's a tough road to hoe. Um, my parents would make us go out there and mow the lawn and, and dig up weeds. And I mean, within an hour, you know, even as a kid, you're drenched. So it is good exercise. It teaches work ethic. It teaches them to do something that's because a lot of PE is fun, you know, so this is, this teaches, uh, discipline, right. And as well as, and as well as it gives back to seniors, that's just another great story. It is. North Carolina may join California soon in outlawing racial preferences, public employment, and public education. We passed that law a few years ago, 
And now this would be the ninth state in the nation to model the same law in their state. So that's a good spread. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Then you got the entire online education platform, a, a new one put out by American Scholars. They launched a new program which holds courses on history, economics, law, and order. Subject change is helping students and parents to inoculate themselves against the woke ideology currently spreading in our schools. They plan to add education courses on Western civilization, world history, and the difference between free market and socialist economies. Oh, good. That's what we need. I, it is. And it's free. I invite the public, your listeners, to look up American Scholars, and they can learn more about this and get copies of it for their own children and their own families. American Scholars. American Scholars. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I especially love the compare and contrast socialism versus free market capitalism because that's really what we need um, because, oh, yeah. because that is just so much that is it, what the push for uh, socialism economic socialism stuff is just as bad as the CRT that they're pushing out yeah and then you got a, a Florida couple a little different who homeschool decided to take the kids to interesting places such as skate park or even the beach to help them learn about science technology, engineering, arts, and math, and how they're taught. This is a, a, a novel way of doing it, rather than have them sit in front of the computer screen and trying to learn that way. They now have 120 parents and kids who, in their homeschool classes, are using this technique rather than just sitting in, in a room and learning what they can about uh, math and English and everything else. So it's, it's very interesting. It is interesting. I'm kind of curious how, how they teach STEM at a skate park. Is it yeah. that they're teaching some kind of physics or in terms of speed or, you know, as they're doing flips or twists or turns? That That's interesting. Yeah. There's a lot of things I guess you can see in your environment that helps you get educated yeah. about these techniques. Mm -hmm. A new book is out called Debunking the 1619 Project, put out by Mary Grabar. She points out early on that the 34 contributors to the 1619 Project were journalists, and creative types such as poets, novelists, artists, and photographers. <laughs> All were known to be politically left. What, uh, wait, hold, 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 hang on just a second. This is the... <laughs> yeah, we got the photographers writing curriculum in our schools. Yeah. 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 Uh -huh. She found 34 of them. And they were all known to be left-wingers. And uh -huh. she used her 269 novel uh, pages to debunk 19 claims through extensive writing of great historians such as John Franklin and, and several others. She did a, also a great insight at Hannah Jones, which is the woman who created this myth that America was founded on slavery, not on freedom. Mm -hmm. Right. And she's got she even got 60 pages of bibliography. But it's a good book to look up, debunking the 1619 project. Especially if you're a listener and you've got kids and you don't have a choice but to keep your kids in these public schools where they're teaching the 1619, the CRT, whatever version, the BLM, at, you know, curriculum. You got to be pushing back. You got to be. You got to be teaching them um, uh, the the truth, right? You've got to be yeah. countering the message of what they're getting in these schools. Uh, then in New York, this is kind of weird. The New York City School Teachers Union wins a battle over COVID nineteen vaccine mandate. Medical reasons can now be a reason for not taking the vaccine. Um, that's kind of surprising. The teachers' union typically has been very militant in the other direction. But this one in New York City changed. 
Well, that's interesting. In New York City, you know what I think it is? You know, there's a story out today that the uh, Black Lives Matter leader uh, out of New York City is threatening an uprising. uh, And that's a quote over the mandatory uh, vaccinations of vaccine passports in New York City. And it's because they have such a high concentration of black Americans and they're they're skeptical about it. Um, Eighty five point six percent of black people in the state of New York uh, remain without one dose. And he says that it's racist, and he's also this guy Newsom. And you know, I'm not a fan of Black Lives Matter, um, but I think that this is why that school that uh, school district might be in New York pushing back against it because the black community up there is like, look, we don't want this. We were victimized by the syphilis, uh, the Tuskegee, uh, Tuskegee syphilis experimentation. He also said this guy Newsom from Black Lives Matter New York. Uh, said, you know, he's a Baptist, and he said that he was worried about how they didn't allow for religious exemptions. So it's interesting how the the left might be going a little too far in our schools and beyond to where, you know, um, now that it involves, I mean, it, it's interesting because it, it, you're talking about how they're pushing CRT in our schools and 1619 Project, and uh, which is a part of communism, and that's what's happening with these vax mandates. And now it's gone so far, though, that the very people that they're pretending that they care about with the 1619 and that the black community are the ones that say they're being victimized now by this yep, push. So, so we might be at a crossroads now um, with this. And that could explain the teachers union in New York pushing back because that the B- Black Lives Matter movement is as well. This is a good time to take a break with Bob. We'll have more with him on the other side of the break. We've got some other stories to get into tonight, like Chris Cuomo. <laughs> He's busted for grabbing an ABC producer's Heine in the workplace and even admitted it in an email. That might be a nominee for my Stink of the Week. Stay tuned. Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Facebook at Andrea K, spelled K-A-Y-E. And connect with her on ourfreenation.org. AK, Dynamite and Address, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, don't call her fake news. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. I was just talking to Jalapeno during the break. I think I may be the only person who, I don't like Nutella, I don't like peanut butter, and I don't like ice cream. You're just weird. I think I am. Bob Walters, do you want to weigh in on this before we carry on about education? <laughs> well, I love ice cream, so I'm not going to be with you on that one. But anyway, um, I do have some other good news. Okay. An overreach in classrooms by progressive school administrators, nonprofits, and the federal government has reached new heights. We all know that. And the parents are stepping back to fight this. These include a number of groups that I'm going to name you to. And maybe you can post them on your webpage because I think people don't have a chance to write them down. Okay. These are new groups that are worth parents checking out. Okay. You've got Moms for Liberty, Informed Parents of California. Hang on, hang on, because I'm writing them down because I can read. Oh, Moms for Liberty. Uh huh. Informed. Informed Parents of California. Okay. Ed First. Okay. Parental Rights. All right. No left turn. All right. Parents against critical race theory. Mm-hmm. And of course, the the ones we've been talking about each week, and that's We the Kids. Yeah. Us. And California for School Choice. Dot org. 
Yeah, we got to get active. We got to support organizations that are out there. When uh, I'm loving that we spent so much time this week with good news story success. And activism is working. It's getting school board members fired. It's getting uh, it's getting pornography taken out of our schools and out of our school libraries. It's um, it's getting um, counter information uh, into the minds of kids, and it's working. So we need to support organ. We need to get active. This is where I don't even care if you have. I don't have kids in school, but you know what? I recognized a, a long time ago that this is really where the battlefield is. This is where it is, yeah. and, and we've got to get active, and we've got to support organizations that are. Another point of good news is recently Kira Mapp, a college senior and Turning Point USA chapter president, blasted Temecula City Council members for their leftist and racist policy they've been pushing for the schools and the city departments. So she is speaking out, and again, it's just another aspect of what's going on to help turn the tide. I saw that video. I think if this is the girl that I'm thinking of, she's um, she she went there with her white mother, and she talked about how offended she was at the curriculum aimed at her and how demeaning it was and how much it insulted her and her abilities and treating her like she was a victim. And her mother had raised her to to to, uh, and she was like a straight A student or something. And and it was yeah. it, it was incredibly yeah. powerful, incredibly powerful. So I I would Google that. If 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 I were you, you listeners out there, and share that video of her. Well, um, it's some of the bad news that I got to get to you next. All right. The On the twentieth anniversary of nine eleven attack and disaster, a school board member of Fairfax, Virginia school board voted against any tribute. Abar Omish, known for her anti-Semitic announcements, voted against the motion to have kids spend a moment of silence in memory of the event. Her father is a director of a mosque in Paul's Church, Virginia, where two of the hijackers attended services before they killed people in the 9-11 attack, and with the Muslim who killed soldiers in the 2009 Fort Hood attack. Wow. So good, good background for this woman. Oh, yeah. She has no business. Woman. She has no business teaching in our schools. No. And by Absolutely. the way, that and these mosques— um, Philip Haney was somebody that I interviewed many times on my show after 9-11. He was found suspiciously on the side of the road with a gunshot wound. It was ruled a suicide. I don't believe it. And he was pulled off of by Obama. He was pulled off of an investigation where he said after the San Bernardino massacre by a woman who was brought here on a fiancé visa, he said that he could. he was in the process of proving uh, the connections with all the mosques and what was going on. Uh, with 9-11 as well as uh, the San Bernardino massacre and others. And he was in, pulled off of it, and all of his investigations were wiped away. Um, we, we are allowing the political ideology of Islamic terror to, to not only take root, but now we've actually imported uh, many thousands of them here from Afghanistan. And as I talked about earlier on my show, um, they're you know raining uh, crimes, assaulting children and Today it was reported they a group of them assaulted a U.S. A female uh, military service member in Fort Bliss, and it's just it's just disgusting the way um, that twenty years later after nine eleven, um, what's happening in in, in our country? Talk, don't, I don't want to ever hear hashtag Never Forget Again. I agree. All right, then you got an interesting study done by the ACLU, which is a surprising source. Student anxiety and depression increases during school school closures, the study found. They can't see their friends. They know they're falling behind, and they're trapped at homes where parents have become unemployed and not particularly friendly. 
Nearly half the students surveyed, 650 of them in California, said they need mental health support, according to a survey that was done in 49 school districts. That's not a shocking uh, revelation, but it, it does show the depth of the impact of closing these schools for this ongoing virus situation. Well, well, yeah, I mean, it was children don't get it and they don't give it. There was absolutely no reason. It it was it was a part of uh, what a perfect way to indoctrinate children into uh, submission into um, being being um, uh, putting their entire life in the hands of government and government control. Um, the isolation, what it did to them psychologically, we can continue to see the effects today. And it was willful. It also gave a way for them to seize control of the parents because when everybody's under lockdown, many parents had to quit their jobs. They were able to that way. They were able to seize control over people's jobs and and businesses of the parents as well. We saw suicide rates go up, domestic abuse go up, ch- uh, domestic abuse between parents as well yes. as against the children skyrocketed. Drug abuse, uh, you know. Um, how many kids had been working for years to try to to try to get scholarships to or pursue professional sports, you know, working towards high school sports, then college, right? Then professional sports to have that derailed. There was just so many ways in which the left destroyed the lives of children here. And it's and and it, it and there's no benign reason for it. It has nothing to do with sci- science, everything to do with power and control. And and it's despicable to me when I see parents continuing to go along with it. In addition to parents going to these school board meetings and speaking out against the curriculum, parents need to be getting together and saying, you're not going to put a mask on my kid anymore. Yep, I agree. You get, then you got a magazine story. Magazine is called Physician, uh, Psychology Today. Published an article entitled Colorblindness Ideology is a Form of Racism. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> This, this is a, a, a situation that the U.S. Army even got into the act by sending an email to all of their military personnel that the word colorblind is now evidence of white supremacy and enough to ever use it again. Well, even Martin Luther King is considered a racist in today's society. Mm-hmm. Like, because everything is racist. Yeah, because everything oh, is yeah. racist. I mean, when they're actually conflating, taking an image of a, of a mounted police officer, um, use, you know, using his reins to try to rein his horse in and control his horse, and they somehow uh, you know, twist that into a lie that these Border Patrol agents are whipping Haitians just so that they can have some other false story they can push out about America being racist against black. I mean, it's just, it's insane where we're at. And I, I think that we might be... Um, I think we might be approaching uh, um, where they've gone too far with it. I, I, I'm actually starting to have a little optimism. When I hear that the school board in New York is pushing back, when I hear Black Lives Matter is pushing back now against these vax mandates, um, that even even a lot of the left are pushing back against this lie against the Border Patrol. I think, I think the, we might be re- resetting things a little bit. The problem is, is that if we don't get our elections under control, um, uh, nothing's going to matter. Because well, right, yeah. because and and that and that's our elections everywhere. We've got to, uh, we need to be running for school board, running for city council, running for water board. We need to be running for office everywhere. But if if the elections don't count, then I don't know that that's the solution. So we need to be pushing back. I don't know if you heard the result of the Arizona audits, but just the duplicate, just the duplicate yeah. votes alone were enough to overcome Biden's uh, Biden's margin of victory. 
Uh, final thoughts, Bob. I've kept you over. We're past time, and I need to okay, let you. Okay, I'll, get... I'll make it quick. Final point. The Oregon governor signed a bill last month which says for the next five years, graduates will not have to show proficiency in math, history, or English. No wonder. I wonder what they're trying to be proficient in when they get out of high school. Protesting. There's no test. The, yeah, yeah. yeah, the only thing they're supposed to be proficient in is um, wanting a centralized system of power, wanting the government to tax the evil people. They, you know, they're going to come out hate-filled, angry, feeling victimized, no skills, no ability, wanting to be dependent on the government, and hating any any business owners and hating white people. Let's just be straight. I mean, that's what they're going to come out proficient in. So, That's true. Thanks for it, having me. Thanks for being here. And you know what? Thank you that we actually spent more time on good news stories this week than we did the bad. <laughs> I'll try harder. Okay. All right. Thank you, honey. All right. Okay. We're going to take a break. We come back. We've got Hero of the Week and Stink of the Week. I've got to tell you guys about this Chris Cuomo story. <laughs> that and more. Stay tuned. Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Facebook at Andrea K, spelled K-A-Y-E. And connect with her on OurFreeNation.org. Andrea K, bringing the world a much-needed reality check. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Okay, um, before I get into this Chris Cuomo story... <laughs> I don't know why it makes me laugh so much. I guess it's just the absurdity of the situation. We find out today that Rudy Giuliani was ban- has been banned from Fox News. Not allowed to appear from Fox News. And they did it before the 9-11 anniversary. America's mayor. Think back to 20 years ago what that meant. And in the midst of him dealing with everything that was involved from the fact that um, the, all the people that were missing, how the, how the first responders and the, all the fire departments were completely decimated, uh, not knowing how many more terrorist attacks might, might be planned, uh, just the enormity of the task at hand. And he did it with so much courage. He did it with so much reassurance. Um, he did it with so much grace, so much love. He attended every funeral. For every first responder who died in 9-11. It's a wonder with as much time as he spent at Ground Zero that he didn't die from the cancer. Breathing in all the noxious fumes and all the, uh, the clouds and all the dust that came about from that. This man's an American hero. And that's how he's been treated by Fox News. And his son who's running for, I think, governor or mayor. I'm not even sure. I think he's running for governor. He's not allowed on there either. I'm just confused as to why any conservative would still be watching Fox News. I haven't watched since the Chris Wallace debate last year. And it was clear uh, that they had been completely taken over, not even a pretense of being fair and balanced anymore. And they're just unwatchable. And I know that they kept Tucker Carlson around because that's how they keep conservatives, giving them eyeballs, and that's how they stay in business. And I'm just not going to do it. There's, there's, there's nothing that Tucker Carlson is doing on that network or Laura Ingram who I don't even like and have in a mini year. There's nothing that they're bringing to that network or anybody else on there that that it, it, it justifies me helping to fund Fox News because every five seconds you're watching that network, you're you're um, you're rewarding them because you're giving them eyeballs and that helps them sell advertising. Um, and they're no better than CNN, no better than CNN, and maybe that's why I'm finding this story funny. Um, so Chris Cuomo. 
I don't know why this story is just coming out now, by the way. In 20, 2005, he's at a work gathering, and Fredo, as he's, as, as he's <laughs> lovingly referred to, uh, I guess I guess it's coming out now because Shelley Ross, who's the former exec producer at ABC and CBS, is telling the story now. Uh, which which I guess one reason why I'm I'm laughing too is because I don't I don't it, it, why why did she wait to tell this story? She's not a victim here. She's not a hero to me. I hate that these these lefties they hold on they let people like Chris Cuomo and his brother Andrew Cuomo and all the rest and Bill Clinton and the rest of them stay in power. They hold their tongue. They don't say anything until years later. Um, So I don't have any sympathy for her, but here's the story. So Fredo walks towards me, she says, and greeted me with a strong bear hug while lowering one hand to firmly grab and squeeze the cheek of my buttock. And the fact that you didn't respond with a left hook on his face when you're a producer says everything about you. He supposedly says to her, I can do this now that you're no longer my boss. No, you can't, I said, pushing him off me at the chest while stepping back, revealing my husband, who had seen the entire episode at close range. Who's the, who's the dude who lets his wife have her hiney grabbed by Chris Cuomo and doesn't do anything? Lady, you got a bigger problem than Chris Cuomo. You, you're, you, your husband is a bigger problem. The fact that he didn't put a left hook over on Cuomo. Doesn't that say everything about liberal men? Because I'm assuming she's married to a libtard, right? Um, then, supposedly, uh, she, he, uh, he emails her in an effort to cover, to cover himself. He emails, now that I think of it, I'm ashamed, he says, though my hearty greeting, is, I guess that's how you put it, <laughs> my hearty greeting was a function of being glad to see you. Oh, really? <laughs> I guess that's how that's how they do it. And I'm surprised he didn't say it like Andrew Cuomo did. You know, Andrew Cuomo said, look, that's how I was raised. I'm surprised Chris Cuomo didn't say, look, you know, this is this is how we how we we were raised to greet women. We we grabbed their hiney. He goes on to say Christian Slater got arrested for a uh, parentheses kind of similar act, though born of an alleged negative intent, unlike my own. So what was the positive intent? (laughs) Yeah, we get that it was positive for you. You got the feel there. I'm sure it was quite positive for you. Just wasn't for her. So he says, so pass along my apology to your very good and noble husband. And I apologize to you as well. Next time I'll remember the lesson, no matter how happy I am to see you. Oh my goodness. This is my stink of the week. I don't have a hero of the week. We don't have enough heroes out there. Hey, thanks for being with me. Thank you, Jalapeno. Have a great weekend. We'll see you Monday, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Peace out.